Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I just got done with Eric Geyer uh, from pureassurance.com. We got into the Wall Street world where he was there for 25 years and what he's doing now uh, on the um, privatized banking and how you can become your own bank and uh, and have a, a really good retirement protection plan for yourself. But so if you haven't listened to that, please go check it out. But this is the high impact series. This is where we ask the one question. And in this, we're taking away the excuse of listening to a podcast and not implementing anything in your own house. We are called money talkers for a reason. And that's because you're bringing money talks into your house. If you do this, you're going to have two effects. One, you're going to change the financial trajectory of your kids' lives and their entrepreneurial trajectory, if that's in their cards and their mindset. The second thing you're really doing is you're building a relationship with them so that it's not taboo to talk about money in your house, because if they've got information and they're armed with these things, they have money tests coming out when they come up and hit the real world. And they can either study and have a partner in the plan, or they can go on their own with without a clue. And so in this, we want to be able for you to take your earbuds out, take your headphones off and go have a money talk with your kids. Do it at the dinner table, do it in the living room, wherever it is. It doesn't need to be a massive deal. If you don't understand what you're, what you're explaining, go learn it with them. That's even better because now you're both benefiting and that's all they really want to do. Because remember, you're building that relationship. And so with that said, Eric, are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> so here's the big question, man. What is the one thing that you would teach about that our schools don't that's had a major impact on your life? Here's what I would do. If I'm a parent, very inexpensive way to get your kids um, excited and, um, and motivated by a, an, a universal life policy with them as the beneficiary and you as the owner you'll be able to leverage the uh, living benefits throughout your life and it'll pass on to them. So you're leaving a legacy and you can talk about things as they're getting older. If you wanna send them to camp or a, a teen tour, if they still do those, they did that when I was younger. You can teach them that they can, that, that, that they can take out a loan from their, from their own policy where they're in effect the bank. And then they start to have an appreciation for money when they see it grow and when they see it decline. So if, if you want kids to be into money and respect money and live below their means, make it real for them because otherwise it's just theory, right? If they can actually see it and, and like know that they'll have money when they're getting old, when they're ready to go into the workforce and throughout their entire lives not only are you setting them up for for future financial success by by that by that policy you're also you're involving them in an activity with with both of you that you can talk about every single day and 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 I think that's incredibly powerful and these policies are very inexpensive because the likelihood is your children are perfectly healthy and they're young. Yeah, you know, um, I'm laughing because I was thinking about a conversation I have with my son not too uh, long ago, and he becomes my guinea pig on a lot of this stuff because I just—he's—they're both both my kids. But they uh, were watching CNBC and he sees all these numbers flying around. And he's like, yeah. "What? What are you watching?" <laughs> you know, and he's mm -hmm. seven. He was like, "What are you? What are you watching? Like, what are all these numbers?" And I'm like. I'm like, those are the stock prices of companies. And he was like, well, what does that mean? I go, you know, you could buy a little piece of a company 
And it was like any company you can think of, you can just about buy a little piece of it. And then you own a little bit of that business. And I said, while you're sleeping, when that company makes money, you make money. Yep. He's like, just looks at me and he was like, what is that called? And I go, that's the stock market. They have stocks. So there's a whole, they take a whole bunch of pieces and then they offer people to own little tiny bits of it. And he was like, I got to get some stocks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's like so amazing that just even having those conversations, like yeah. um, I remember I bought checker stock because they had just come out when I was a kid and I bought yep. checker stock and blockbuster. Right. So yeah, a couple of super winners. Um, and so, uh, but we would get the paper every Wednesday and my dad would open it up and they would have the stock prices listed inside of the paper. Yeah. And so I would look and then we would count how many stocks I had and multiply it by the price. And we would know if it went up or down and stuff. And like, I remember doing that with him and like, I loved doing that with him. Like I, yeah. I looked forward to it. And I think that's, you know, what your, your, your advice about including them and letting them see something tangible to it it doesn't have to be huge money. It's literally just the time that you're there with them and the interest in money that, yeah. that, that will, I think, have the biggest effect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, it's so inexpensive to do. Everybody should be doing it. So throw some numbers out. Let's, let's just so we can, so we're not in generalities. Give me a ballpark of like what you would specifically do uh, let's say, let's say you're me, right? I'm 41. Yeah. I have a seven and a nine year old. Like what, what would it cost me? What would I do? Like, let's just throw me out some numbers that are really doable for people. So I would put 500 a month in, in uh, both of those. Don't put anything in a 529. You're, you're growing tax deferred anyway. It's after tax money that's growing tax deferred in the cash value life policy. What if your kids don't want to go to college? What if there's a better option, right? If your money's in a 529, you're kind of SOL, mm -hmm. right? If it's in this in a cash value life policy, you can use it for anything, including college. So, you know, imagine that you're you're just putting in $500 a child a month right now. When they're, you know, 18, 19 years old, you know that what that's going to be worth? Yeah, because I have been working on putting them into like having their own Roth accounts, right? Because as, as a small business owner, I can employ them to do things for me, but they have to have earned income. And it's a pretty arduous process with this. There's really no, there's really no uh, reason that you couldn't do it right off the bat, right? Like, is there limitations for that? So here's, yeah. So the government knows that this is a really good incentive. So they do create a little bit of a roadblock. You can't access it for a few years. Um, and this is kind of, otherwise it's a modified endowment contract and then you're taxed on it. But think of it this way. Think of it that you're building a five-story apartment building, right? But the government says, okay, you have to pay the mortgage on the entire five-story apartment building, but you're only allowed to collect rent on the first floor for the first year. The second year, you can collect rent from the first two floors. The third year from the from three floors and now now you're starting to make money and for years four and five now you're you're above right so mm -hmm. most of your costs are in the beginning of of these policies but this is not a get rich quick thing this is a a methodical conservative responsible way to build wealth and it will build a lot of wealth Eric, you've been around a lot of wealthy people. How many people are uh, get rich quick and how many people are methodical about their money and who usually comes out ahead? 
<laughs> people I know actually are pretty methodical about their money. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I don't know. It's, any a, it's, it's a lot of little, it's a lot of little decisions. It's a lot of little decisions that right. shapes the big picture. You're I, I interviewed the guy who wrote the software for Carvana. So kind of oh, wealthy well. dude. Uh, yeah. And he was like, he goes, I was an overnight success after 10 years of work. That's what they don't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you <That's>, know, <laughs> I don't know if you watch Larry David um, curb your enthusiasm, but he said to me, he's like, you know, you just hit it rich with Seinfeld. And he's like, yeah, it took me 40 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's the thing is like people. And so if you tell your money and you're methodical with these things, yeah, it, it, it's, and it's also too, like, I think you, you don't have to be maniacal methodical daily, but you need to have a plan in place and a target to hit. Yeah. Right. And then once the plan's in place, the target's there to hit, then it's, you can put it on automatic. You don't have to think about it. It's like, but you, you, you're, what do they say? Measure twice, cut once. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like that thing with money. Like, well, I need to do something or I should do something or I want to do something. None of that really even matters until you do something. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Any any kind of control you take over your financial picture is going to have a positive impact on your. Let me ask you one more thing. So we talked about, okay, take five hundred dollars a piece for a kid. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's say, you know, economy crashes and I can't afford it. Does that is it a is a lock in is an as an optional. So um, when the when the policy is built, if it's built correctly, there is room in there to not pay premiums for a while without it without the policy expiring. Okay. It's not like a traditional regular whole life policy where if you stop paying the premiums, you have to surrender it or you're gonna lose it. Um, it, it this, this offers you a lot more flexibility. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, listen, uh, who should find you and where should they find you at? So, you know, I, I, I hate to say that anybody, every, anybody and everybody, but um, if, if you just have questions on your retirement, if you just want me to look at, at your 401k statement, because a lot of these investments are not really going into your bank account. It's, it's basically just tweaking what you have right now that may, be, may not be efficiently um, invested. Like you may be paying your, you may be paying your, um, an extra uh, payment on your mortgage every month because you want to pay it off quicker, but you're paying such a low interest rate on your mortgage. It may not be worth it for you to do that and reallocate that money into something like this, where you're not really feeling any loss of money from your bank account. You're just, you're just tweaking some of your other investments. And, and oftentimes that's all that's required. So let me ask one last thing about this. Do they have payment structures where basically you're putting it all in at one shot? So let's say someone annually comes across and has a tax return um, benefit to themselves and they get $4,000. Like, can they just take, you know, $2,000 and put it into there and then that's good for the year? Not, well, I, I, 500 a month is really kind of the minimum that I would do. So $6,000 would be would be better. Yeah, but if they want to fund it with one, with one deposit in a year, yeah, they, that's possible. I'm just curious, you know. Uh, I think some people are listening that might be, you know, it's it's sometimes they think, well, I don't have an extra five hundred dollars a month, but they didn't like, well, you know, every year I get X Y Z on a bonus, and I could just throw it all in there, and and that's. I'm just trying to think of another way to make it easy. Well, if you're, for example, if you're, um, if you're putting in over your company match into your 401k plan, 
um, you're really you're taking on a lot of future risk, right? Because rates, income tax rates are at a historic low right now at 37% for the top, top bracket. You know, when we were just talking, we were talking about the national debt, right? And the hyperinflation and the keep on printing of money. Um, you're kicking a can down the road if you're deferring your taxes. It may be worth it for you to just give up to your company match in your 401k, then for the rest of that money, pay the taxes now on it. So you're taking, you're taking um, income tax risk out of the equation and just invest it in a, in a, in a tax-free vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's, you know, if people are listening to this and they're getting an opportunity, like, you know, take Eric up on his offer, uh, head to pureassurance.com and, uh, and, and, you know, get advice from someone that's willing to look at an entire picture and doesn't have the agenda just to sell you one thing. Cause we went through this kind of at the end of the last conversation, which was, you know, there are, you know, a, a lot of money management and things are marketing. And this is a really un misunderstood piece of private banking. I wouldn't say misunderstood. I would say unknown piece of private banking. Um, and you're not going to see it, you know, when you go into your bank because that's, they're not going to want you to do that, <laughs> right? Yeah, they they make, want the interest, not your interest, right? Yeah, they, they don't make, want they you make to make a lot of money off yeah. of your business. Exactly. But, you know, people don't realize that for people have been using this strategy for hundreds of years. Well, before Walt Disney was a, was a, a known name and he wanted to build Disneyland in Anaheim, he couldn't get financing from it. He leveraged his cash value life insurance policy to build Disneyland. There's a story, man. I never heard of that one before. Yeah. Harbaugh became the most, the highest paid college football coach because of, a, of an IUL policy included as part of his compensation package. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, uh, I'd never heard that before. So I'm gonna have to look those stories up and get, a, get some of those information. So, well, Eric, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on, yeah, pulling the curtain pleasure. back and, and talking about these things because, you know, first of all, if you're doing anything with your kids, you're already way ahead of the game. So thank you for listening to this and doing those things. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably being proactive about it. If you're not, today's a day, take action. Um, but this is the opportunity to re-listen or to take this information and go look it up or take an opportunity to go talk to Eric and, and make sure that you're taking action. Because the longer you wait, the less it, you know, the, the less impact it has over time right? One of the most powerful things we have is time and compounding. And so don't compound the wrong way, compound the right way would be my best advice, you know? And so <laughs> thank you, Eric. I appreciate you coming on Money Talkers with me. Money Talkers is your opportunity to take your headphones off, take your earbuds out and, uh, and go have a money talk with your kids tonight. Thank you, Cody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at The Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker